Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddlypoof and this is level 279. And joining me tonight is mm. Kushmus. Yeah, what's up? Not my voice. And <laughs> Big O. <laughs> yes, I got sick again. And when I get Why sick. Why are you using a vocoder? <laughs> yeah. When I get sick, I tend to throw up. And when I throw up, I lose my voice. It's wonderful. I mean, do you feel better now? I do feel better now. There you go. I Not guess. to bury the lead, but it's definitely throwing up after the game we played on Thursday. But we'll get more on that later. Game? Oh, wait. Never mind. That was great. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Well, we'll more on that later. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, let's just get into our topics of discussion this week. And I'll... What do we want to do first? Do we want to do the great deviled egg drawing? Or do we want to go into the patron question first? I mean, you're the host. I was pitching it to you. See if you guys had a choice. Well, I mean, it's we on the sheet that way. Here. Come on, we Ron Burgundy. Yeah, All right. Just do it in the order it's on the sheet. All right, fine. We'll do it in okay. or, order. Read the, the telephone. Deviled egg drawing. So Tell us about it. Yeah. 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 Last yeah. week, we had people, because it was Thanksgiving, we told people to send us your favorite deviled egg recipes, and we did have a couple people that sent them in. Did they? There was talk. There was talk about deviled eggs. That's kind of what we had to go with. Okay, close uh, enough. Yeah, we'll give them partial credit because they didn't listen. Yeah, they, they probably also didn't uh, know what they were doing. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing lots of deviled egg talk, and it's been a week at this point, and I don't remember what what was exactly, so... I just remember seeing lots of deviled egg talk, which is always a good thing. It was definitely deviled egg talk. But either way, the couple the couple of people that did send in or share a deviled egg recipe or at least talk about it, there's only a couple, so I'll go ahead and read the names off. That would be AZ Mongoose, Rocker Dude, Chewy, Carpe Adam 79, Scaraverse. God, that sounds even worse than my voice Nailed going. it. Captain Chaos and Mental Knight. They may not even know that they were entered into a drawing. They were just talking about eggs or deviled eggs or whatever. And uh, we we considered it. You guys, you got entered. Nate's a nice guy. I am. You got, en- you got entered all right. Yeah. <laughs> you got deviled. <laughs> got deviled. And the lucky winner for this special goofy deviled egg drawing is Carpe Adam 79. Oh, man. Dead horse. Good job, Adam. <laughs> Good job. That is the weirdest and craziest contest we have ever run. Yep. We'll be mailing your deviled eggs uh, sometime <laughs> the next week. <laughs> yep. The, I, I, you know, you should eat them right away. I mean, yeah. Florida is a cold climate. He'll be okay. Wait a minute. It'll be fine. I got confused. Just put a little meth on it. It'll be okay. <laughs> a little what? <laughs> you can't say meth on this podcast. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll have to bleep that out. Sure you do. I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get into the actual patron topic of discussion. And this week we asked all of our patrons and we want to know what your core gaming memories are. What memories do you have that are super important to you and your history of video games? Now I'll go ahead and start reading. First one from Philip Wendell. He says, upgrading our Pong console to an Atari 2600 at Christmas then going to Kmart to buy Pac-Man for an eye-popping $35. I forget who said it. I, it might have been Fug, but he could not have made himself sound more old in that. Oh, that's funny. Are there I Kmart mean, still? I don't think are so. There any, are there any of these things? 
<laughs> maybe maybe Christmas is the only thing on this list that still exists. They're definitely Pac-Man games still. Oh, nice. I mean, well, yeah. Okay, there is. There's the one in Game Pass. Yeah. That's fair. Might be a couple, but yeah. Uh, or I definitely see them in the sales. They're, they're definitely around. Pong, definitely not. Atari 2600. The closest I've ever gotten to an Atari 2600 is the Lego set one. I've never seen one in real life. I know of them. I've never seen them. And $35 back then was a lot of money. I mean, you can, you can practically put a down payment on a house. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. At least the that's car. the wild part. Yeah. Pac-Man for $35. That's crazy. Or you can just go so to the those, arcade. Hmm. Were those Pong consoles the ones where you had like those overlays or is that something else? Like you have to like put like a plastic over your TV or something? I never had one of those. That was I have no <laughs> idea what you're about. talking about. You don't? No. That might have been around the time. I mean, like I might have been a kid at the time that that was a thing, but uh, I never saw that myself. I didn't know anyone that had that. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Danny, it was like um, um, it would come with these plastic decals and you would put them on your TV in such a way that and then it would only work with that on your TV. And uh, that would act uh, as the, the field, like the grid. I know what you're talking about. I watched a video on that. Oh, yeah? Um, video game historian or something like that. There's a couple of different like video game historian history type channels on YouTube that I follow. Definitely in black and white. That's your show. That uh, might... No, I don't know. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what exactly it is. I know what Pong is, yeah. but that's just because my dad all the time talks about it. When he talks about video games, you know, back in my day, all I had was Pong. <laughs> now you guys also, got your Halos. I'm also pretty sure Pac-Man on the Atari was terrible. Like, even back then. What would be the difference? I mean, name a name a game on the Atari that's actually good. Like, today. Um, oh, E.T. I remember Hero. I know, um, Not I know Retro. Retro still plays Adventure, he says. Okay. That and... Um, I've looked at Adventure. I don't know what's going on in that game. All but right, if you grew I'll up with it, it <laughs> which one? I mean, playing yeah. adventures like um, playing adventures like playing the uh, the forest in Legend of Zelda, like just playing that area over and over and over again, just remembering the pattern you have to do to get to the graveyard. Uh, that's a callback, right? Yeah. I mean, I there's... have no idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> See, the big the big sea monkey is a dragon. <laughs> Pitfall was good. Oh, Pitfall's not bad. I like Pitfall. Yeah, I, I remember I, thinking Hero. Do you remember, you remember Hero? No. I no. think it was h.e.r.o. I think that was like the coolest game that my friend had. I think I'll look that up. See, I, I knew nothing about the Atari, really. That was definitely before my time. Oh. Yeah, that's it. H-E-R-O. Stands for Helicopter Emergency Rescue Operation. Interesting. Is it like a shoot 'em up? Like, um, it's just like Doom. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot like Doom. Oh, I can't think of the game now. Like the side scrollers, but instead of going, it's like the vertical scrolling game. Um, Dig Dug. No, I know Dig Dug. Looks a little like Dig Dug, actually. When you're like, um, you're like a helicopter. Oh my God, it's a shoot 'em up. River Raid. Jesus, I, never mind. I don't. In forty two. Yeah, the, yeah, the, uh, those ones. Sure. Uh, the Strike Games. Yeah. Asteroid, Space Invaders, Centipede. So it's like, yeah. These are a lot of games. old games. Good. I don't know. 
They're so good. I like this. I like those strike games. Anyway, yeah. this hero game looks pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Back then it was. Oh, Look no, at it no. now. I remember it being cooler than than what I'm seeing, but well, I mean, back then, that's all you had. True. You were an impressionable youth in the 70s. True. <laughs> I don't know about this looking cool. This doesn't look cool to me. Okay, that was our shortest make... response. We need to, <laughs> we need to pick it up. <laughs> okay. We, I, was, we, I was hoping... We Pong. That's where we went with the prompt from Pong. I don't know. I was hoping Philip Wendell would have uh, talked about how that opened his eyes to a whole new world of video games, but... Games um, with more than four sprites. Well, here's a game with more than four sprites. Ahizo says the first is playing uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 on, on his PlayStation 1 with his older brother. To say we had a rough relationship growing up is a huge understatement, but that was one game that we always had a blast playing together. I will never forget how much time we spent on downtown playing graffiti. Yes, I remember this very much with my brother. Whenever we played that, the winner wasn't who the game said won. There was one specific car parked on the road, and the real winner was whoever controlled it by the end. Our graffiti games on that level ended up being a quest to see who could score the biggest combo involving that car. Nothing was more terrifying than pulling off a huge combo and not seeing that car's color change to yours. <laughs> Dude, graffiti is so much fun. That was a great game mode. I remember playing that a lot with like my brother and friends. Uh, Heiser goes on to say, the second was as a kid watching my dad play StarCraft, WarCraft 2, and Command & Conquer Red Alert. Those were his go-to games and are what got me so into the RTS genre. To this day, it is still my favorite genre by far, and those are some of my favorite gaming franchises ever. If there were anyone that had a chance for me to hate them more in gaming than I do Bobby Kotick, it's whoever, e it's whoever at EA decided to kill Westwood and whoever decided to give us Command & Conquer 4. I could definitely agree with you that. I wish Westwood was still, still around. I like a high zone. I love the Command & Conquer series. Command & Conquer 2, or Red Alert 2 specifically, not Command & Conquer 2, Red Alert 2. Uh, gosh, that that is definitely one of the games that really got me into, into RTS. Before that, like you, I watched my dad play Age of Empires 2. Someone gave it to him, and he tried it out. I remember watching him play and going, ooh, I got to try this. And that sparked my love for that game, that genre as so I have similar memories to you. But as for core memories for me, outside of that one, like I kind of have a real tough time answering this just because of any core memories I would have said, or I've already said multiple times on the podcast, you know, Spyro, Tomb Raider, Future Cop, Digimon, RuneScape, so much of these things uh, we've I've, I've spoken about. So it's kind of hard to... Think of something new. Um, okay, side note. I actually had something, and I just lost it. Crap. While you're thinking, I want to get back to Tony Hawk multiplayer. So that's very fascinating because I didn't have anyone locally to play Tony Hawk multiplayer with, believe it or not. So to me, that game's all about the campaign. And really? it's still a great game, even with, with just a campaign. But to have... Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember... I do remember the mode, the graffiti mode, and there's a horse mode too, right? Something like that. Where you yes. do this, where you, to, where you do a move and then someone has to match it or something like that. I think. Yeah, is. I kind of remember that. Remember that. That sounds really fun if you have a, a a gaming sibling or friend to play with. 
Oh, it was the best. It's it's really good. Those games, those games are excellent. I mean, we kind of recaptured some of that joy when we were playing uh when the remasters came out and there was eight of us playing at a time, I think. <clears throat> and Tony Hawk not only opened up people's eyes to skateboarding games, but I think a lot of people learned new bands um from from Tony Hawk games, right? Oh, for sure. Like uh Goldfinger, Zebrahead, a lot of punk bands. Blitzkrieg Bop was in there. Good times. I mean, that was, those games were there before I ever actually really got into music. But now that I'm very much into it, uh, my favorite Rage Against Machine song was still Gorilla Radio. Mostly in part because of uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. When did Tony Hawk come out? Like 99 ish? Uh,. I don't 97 and 98 I think. I don't quite know. Can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't I don't got an answer for this. I I cannot think of what I was going to say. Google who's failing. My brain is completely locking up on what I had I had a decent answer to. I was right, 99. Okay. So that's uh like 20 years after uh Philip Wendell's answer pong. <laughs> At least 20 years. Things are a little uh things were looking a little better back then. Anyway, you come up with your answer. Nope. I completely lost it. So we're, oh. just, we're just going to continue. Okay. I completely <laughs> lost that. Uh, Nate, why don't you go ahead and start reading off some responses? Sure. Wild West 08 says, my first gaming memory is when my family moved states and we ended up in a townhome. Uh, the office had a Nintendo that you could borrow for a night or two at a time. My dad brought it home one night and I played Mario for as long as he let me. That cemented my love of video games. Number two is the Gears 4 boosting session. Quite a jump there, I imagine. Uh, I had a great in time. I had a great group of people that we played at all hours of the day, working towards the completion. We were joking about how the coalition would add more achievements for beating the campaign with pistols only or other things. It made the boosting bearable oh, at times. <laughs> the last memory would be the Nintendo 64 days with Goldeneye. Hours were spent devising different map rules and the late nights with friends enhanced the experience. Those were the simple times. Absolutely. Goldeneye, 100%. Mario, I spent so much time playing that game. Absolutely. I expect uh, a lot of people to say Goldeneye. Yeah. I, you, you look at it now, it's not great. But back then, that was like that was the only thing that we would play in college. We would just get everybody together uh, on a tiny TV. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you would screen sheet for sure. Uh, Metal Knight. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say real quick, that's the opposite where I think about that game's multiplayer, but not the campaign. Even though there is a campaign, I think. Um, yeah. Yes. There but, absolutely uh, is. My, my, yes, I know. But I'm um, there at that point. People were coming over and we were definitely doing, uh, like you said, screen cheating uh, four player. <laughs> you know, you would take up one fourth of a uh, 25 inch if, if TV if you're lucky. Now, wouldn't you? I think it was possible to unlock special features in the multiplayer if you did the time-based achievements, or you know they weren't achievements; they were challenges oh, back then. I couldn't tell you that. I think you could open up other things like one sh- one-hit kills and stuff like that. I seem to remember that, but maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering. And then we but, had rules where you, you couldn't pick. Who was it? Odd job or someone? Of course, yeah. Odd job's the short one. Yeah. So here's the like tall one. Hitbox. Yeah, the, t- the tall one was uh, Jaws. Okay. I think. If that's the guy that can eat through metal, that's Jaws. Yeah, that sounds right. I have okay. no idea. See, it's funny. Yeah. I had that same experience, but instead of GoldenEye, uh-huh. it was Halo for me. 
Oh, okay. Moving on. Mental Night Five says, <laughs> "Before we had an NES at home, a cherished gaming memory was playing Super Mario Brothers again at a relative's, probably around uh, World Eight One, and realizing that I had learned a tip for that game from five different relatives on five different occasions. Like grown-ups and kiddos alike, because back then it was a phenomenon taking over the whole country. You'd go over to your friend's house to play Goonies and have to wait for their mom to finish golf." My happiest mem- uh, gaming memories what? were starting achievements. I don't know. We're starting achievements in 2011 and giving up achievements in 2024. Wait, what? Oh, wait, what? You. <laughs> Way to bring it down. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, man, don't thing. mean that. You'd go over your friend's house to play Goonies and have to wait for their mom to finish golf. I guess, I guess mom was playing Nintendo golf. Yeah, I don't know anybody whose parents played video games. No, not back then. Not not on those. Back systems. then, no. Huh. Definitely. So that's cool. If your mom played, or if your friend's mom played golf, yeah, go for it. I want to play uh, Goonies. Stop it. Old man Fug says playing past the <laughs> controller with other family members when we would struggle on something. This happened a lot with games like SSX, uh, Dave Mira, Tony Hawk, Aggressive in Law. Ah, Dave Mira. That's, that's a lot of sportsy. That game yeah. is great. Extreme sports. Yeah. Fug is so extreme. I bet he does, um, you know, Mad Mudder or whatever those things are called. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've forgotten, forgotten what it's called. But yeah. I think it's called Crayola Scoot. Yeah, probably Crayola Scoot. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it's called. Um, I have so many gaming memories, but they're all <laughs> muddled. Um, let's see. Uh, so yeah, the first system I remember is my friend had an Atari and I thought that they were super rich, because uh, they had like an air <laughs> hockey table in their basement and they had uh, an Atari and they had a whole bunch of Atari games. I was just, wow, that's crazy. Like we don't, we don't have that at home. We have, you know, stick and hoop. $35 um, a pop. <laughs> yeah. But whatever, whatever was going on with them, they, they had that. So I was just kind of like always super happy to go over there. Uh, and just kind of chill and, and play Atari there. And then I had a friend uh, who was closer to home who I could just like skateboard or ride my bike to his house, and he had a Nintendo. So he, he had the NES. So I would go over there, and the three of us, we, there'd be like three or four of us that would just kind of gather around and do that past the controller thing. We would you know, we would do uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We'd do Mario, Mario 3. Uh, you know, we would just play those games like crazy, uh, just eating Pringles and just... Uh, Oh, it was good times. Um, but once again, not my system. So I was reliant upon other people having these things uh, in order to get gaming on. Um, the type of gaming that I had at home was on the Apple II. And so we would play games like Wolfenstein um, and uh, Taxman, because we didn't have Pac-Man. It was Taxman. Basically, <laughs> it was Pac-Man. Um, <laughs> a whole bunch of broader bund games, uh, and Sierra games. Oh. I remember, yeah, I remember playing, um, like King's Quest and Space Quest and Police Quest with my dad. We would sit there and just try to, to, uh, solve, uh, all the puzzles and you know, all that stuff. Had a great time just doing that. Uh, I remember spending hours. Um, so, so those are my earliest gaming memories. And then I guess, like, <sighs> The one that probably best describes my gaming now is in college when I stayed up all night. Uh, like everyone went to bed at like 11 p.m. and I was in their their common area playing Final Fantasy VII, yes. and uh, I played 
all the way through the night from like 11 p.m. until like 8 a.m. when I had to go take my PCHEM final. Uh, and I, I did, and I passed barely. Oh. <laughs> and so, uh, so, yeah. You and did, that You did your limit break? Uh, you passed. Oh, yeah, that's I, what matters. All this, I passed. But the, the fact that I would stay up that late playing a video game instead of uh, studying <laughs> or getting sleep before a final, yeah, that, that's pretty formative, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. So I, I went on way long, but uh, Kenny, did you want to say something? I think you uh, it looks like you have a note here. Yes, I I do remember it now. So one of the memories that I have, and I know f- I haven't said this on the podcast yet, <clears throat> was real early back in like 2003, 2004. Uh, my family, once again, you know, me, my brother, my mom, and my dad, playing Medal of Honor Rising Sun on the GameCube. Uh, <laughs> I doubt that you guys have played this at all. Oh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, anytime we got the family together, we would play this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I made mention in like other stories and whatnot, how like we would play together as a family, diff- different games. And for this one, I remember there being the multiplayer modes and you could pick and choose teams. Like it might be, one one time it might be me and my dad against my mom and my brother or me and Mike against uh, our parents. Or you could have bots go in into the lobby and you could play against them and like it'll be the four of us against four bots or something like that. And we would sit there and play that game for hours. Uh just, you know, running around shooting shooting each other or shooting the bots. Um I remember having even having like a competition with Mike and I versus my parents, so seeing who could beat the campaign first. Where my because the camp the multiplayer might have been four player, but the campaign was two player. And like my mom and dad, they went through and played through the campaign, then race uh, Mike and I, and they actually wound up winning. Why I remember that, I don't know, but yeah, they actually wound up winning and, and beating us, and they were able to do it without us. But yeah, just I don't know what actually made me think of that game, but. Yeah, Medal of Honor Rising Sun, probably a game most people haven't seen. I love the Medal of Honor, the Medal of Honor, the, the Medal of Honor series. They are great first-person shooter games. I'm sure they're horrible now by today's standards, but back in 2004-ish, we loved playing those things. We played them a bunch. Yeah, hmm. that's my story. <laughs> One other thing, because Rising Sun, it's a World War II game. I remember my dad saying talking about how just realistic these graphics are and just how amazing the technology is. And, you know, if his dad were to watch, wouldn't be able to play this game without breaking down because like at the beginning of the game, you know, it's an attack on Pearl Harbor. You know, my grandfather probably like your guys's was in the war and how, if my grandfather watched this, it would probably really mess with him. Just how realistic this is. And you look back at it now, it's just like, Oh God, these graphics are terrible. But yeah, that's my, mm-hmm. That's my one of my core gaming memories. Anyway, what about you, El? Indeed. All right, well, let's go to the patrons. A Vulgar Latin says, I've spent a lot of time playing video games, but some that stand out are getting a Nintendo 64 for Christmas in 1996. Countless hours playing Halo 2 Land Party at my friend's place mm-hmm. and a lot of Super Mario World. All right, you're all over the place. You, um, yeah, a lot of uh, the younger generation 
N64 was the big thing, which is just mind-boggling to me. Uh, Halo 2 LAN Party is awesome because it's just the technology that you needed for that. It was just such a such an impressive technology. So many right? of us, like, I'm sure, played like, Halo LAN parties. Like internet cafes were, were the big thing, and people were playing that and Counter-Strike all over the place. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's a, a thing. I bet you it's still a thing. Probably Japan. I'm sure it's still somewhere. And uh, Super Mario World, yeah, probably still hasn't been topped in this jaded old man's opinion. Yeah, uh, good memories there. X the Hero says, these aren't necessarily my top three, but just three that come to mind. Amped Snowboarding on OG Xbox. I forgot about that game. Achievements weren't a thing yet, but this was the first game where I would challenge myself to reach crazy points milestones, which served as personal achievements. I can't recall ever having done such a thing prior. Well, Amped was good. You definitely did what a lot of people do, which led the way for achievements. Mm -hmm. Whether it was getting a certain amount of points, like you said, or in a game like Tony Hawk where you got points for a crazy combo you did, something like that, or getting to level 99 in Final Fantasy VII, or getting yep. all, the, all the stars in Super Mario World. It, it, people did that stuff, and that's that all led the way. Um, X goes on to say Super Smash Bros. Melee, a.k.a. Melee. Yes. My younger brother and I... I wanted to mess with you. My younger brother and I are super close now, but we weren't close at all growing up because of our six-year age difference and only seeing each other two to four days a month due to custody stuff. Aw. But Melee was the first game that we truly bonded over and would stay up until like 6 a.m. trying to beat level 9 Ganondorfs or beat the target challenges and do the story challenges, etc. Definitely the game that brought us together. Bet you their mom was playing golf. And they had to wait. Ooh. Finally, World of Warcraft. I mean, this was the only game I played from 2009 to 2012. I started it up out of boredom when my 360 red ringed, and I was instantly addicted to the point that I sold my refurbed 360 without ever having taken it out of the return box. There are far too many specifics to go into, but I have nothing but fond memories of my years spent <laughs> playing this game. Uh, when I think of World of Warcraft, I just think of the uh, the South Park episode. I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> I have never played it because I would assume the same thing would happen to me and everyone else. It's a highly addicting and, game. It's yeah. so good. It was so good. It was so huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nate's gotten addicted. Do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I played that. For a while, I was playing World of Warcraft and Unreal Tournament. And those were pretty much the two games I would play all the time. And I stopped playing Xbox a lot and PlayStation and all that stuff. Unreal Tournaments. Main, so mainly focused on those two games. But yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. You missed out on a lot of, uh, yeah, 2009 to 2012. Halo. Halo was out. Yeah, didn't miss that. <laughs> Bad name. All right. Chewy says, memory one is spending hours in my bedroom as a child playing on my Geo Safari, which is an electronic teaching game device thing where you place laminated cards on it and basically work like a quiz on whatever topic was on the card. You could also get playing cards and create your own quizzes. I made a bunch about dinosaur and ancient Egyptians and whatever I was into at the time. Yes, I was that nerd. I've never heard of Chewy, this. Chewy, my friend. Chewy, my friend, you have never stopped being that nerd. 
Memory 2, spending hours in my bedroom as a tween playing my Amiga 600, particularly the original Lemmings and Worms. I apparently had a fondness for watching small creatures die in violent ways. Mm. <laughs> That's a little foreshadowing. Very nice, very nice. That's scary now that he has small children. Little Wookiees. Memory 3, spending hours in my bedroom as a teen playing on my PlayStation 1. I used to live in Saudi Arabia, and I had a cracked console, so I used to be able to get games for the equivalent for of a couple bucks and ended up accumulating a large collection. Oh, cracked meaning, uh, what do we used to call it? Jailbreak? Yeah. Well, that's for phones, yeah. We can say they're jailbroken. Um, no, there was another term we used to use. Just, I forget. Modded? But yeah. Yeah, modded. That's the word. Yeah. Modded. Modded. Yes, we had a place down on a where you could buy modded games back in the day, and Dreamcast was the best because there was no uh, DRM. Is that what it's called? Yeah, those were the good old days. Don't do piracy, folks. In particular, I fell in love with horror titles like Silent Hill, Shadow Man, Resident Evil, and Legacy of Kane: Soul Reaver. Yeah, so I got to say, I did not know you were in Saudi Arabia. I'd love to hear that story. Yeah, that's some new things I've learned about, Julie. If you told me that, I, I don't remember that. I apologize, but I don't, I don't remember that. But, uh, yeah, Resident Evil, Silent Hill, Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver, Classics, Shadow Man, I don't know much about. I know I can uh, the so cover. Those are. Yeah, I can picture the cover for Shadow Man, but I never never played yeah, that. Yeah, there's a probably a Shadow Man. Pretty sure he's just wearing shades. But <laughs> uh, so for me, my core memories, I'm sure I've talked about this, but it's been a while. So much like Nate, my friends had Atari and then eventually Nintendo, and my parents would not get me a Nintendo. We were also very poor. So my great aunt got me a Nintendo when I was around nine. But before that, I remember going into FAO Schwartz, which was a big toy store in New York City. Uh, if anybody's seen the movie Big, you would know F.A.O. Schwartz. It's where he plays the uh, piano. Um, pretty famous. Pretty famous. I'm going to assume Kenny has no idea what I'm talking about. Nope. I'm going to assume Nate does know what I'm talking about. I've actually been in that store. Whoa. You have? Yeah, some like uh, 14, 15 years ago, something like that. The only yeah. Schwartz I know of is from Spaceballs. So I must have been maybe five years old. And I just remember there was a big TV up in the sky and I was able to play Mario on it. And I was just running around and jumping and didn't know what I was doing. So that's my first memory. But I mean, really just NES was, was the first one for me. And it's probably boring, but like most people, I had the Super Mario Brothers uh, Duck Hunt combo game. Classic. Yep. And everyone did. Oh, you know what that is, Kenny? I do. Okay. Yeah, I did not have the, the triple one. I did not have the power pad. I had nope. the double. So yep. it came with the zapper. And yeah, that's that's what I had. And uh, NES was definitely my my uh, my console of choice growing up. Played a lot of uh, baseball stars and Tecmo Super Bowl. A lot more sports games than you would think. Good Good times, good memories. Yeah, those I don't know. I know of them. I've never played them. Oh, man. I've only played a handful of NES games. That's okay. You're a young boy. But it's always fun to wax nostalgic and think about what, what formed basically our, our, our uh, probably our main hobby as gamers. 
Mm -hmm. And back then, unless we had rich parents, probably didn't own too many games. But I definitely made use of the local video store and rented games often. Oh, yeah, rented. I may have swung too far the other direction uh, from not having any games or having like two <laughs> games to having too many games. Well, that's everyone now. <laughs> yeah. Once everyone started making their own money, that was it. Yeah. Make up for lost time. Oh, that was a very good question. Yeah, that one came from Michelle. It was so yours, right, you. Kenny? Oh, no, it was Michelle. Yeah, no, that one wasn't mine. That was from Michelle. Oh, very nice. Good question. Her, she didn't, yeah, good she question. didn't bother to answer, did she? Oh, Michelle. Right. No, she did not. Yeah. I'll have to yell at her. Good question, and thank you for all responses. If you got a response that you want to give us, go ahead and let us know in hashtag podcast discussion on our Discord. Let us know what your core gaming memories are. But anyway, we ha we do actually have some news items, uh, some TA stuff. Uh, L, you want to go ahead and tell us about the December targets? Or So December is the last month of the year. So since what he's really us, going back to the beginning of it. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> December is a month, children. Let's go back and revisit all the targets from the last two years. <laughs> oh gosh. So the first one is called A Year to Remember. And that is for earning achievements in games started in 2023, but before December 1st. So if you didn't play any games this whole year, you are SOL. You cannot get this target. <laughs> I was just about to say, what if uh, you happen to be like that one start, person? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what they're going to do possible. for those, those weird people that are the completionists. There has to be someone out there that this fits into. Yeah. There has I'm to be. I'm going to read the comments because this is fe not feasible for everyone, theoretically. Yeah. Huh. Unless they somehow free. compiled a lot of data real quickly. Well, I mean, you know, they are giving people a slight heads up so they could just start a game oh, uh, before I, December 1st. So, uh, yeah. True. If they're paying attention to the targets, yeah. All right. Uh, the second one is called Mitch. Just be that guy. Just complain, just complain. I mean, I'm not one to complain, so I would never. Oh, I know, not you. I'm glad you know. And my days of going on the TA forums are long <laughs> gone. I would complain in the Discord like a normal person. That's the way to do it. Or get Freem on the show and yell at him in person. That sounds fun. Achievement Addict. This sounds like me. Earn achievements on three different days. Oh, that's tough. Woo. No one could do that one. <laughs> An entire these, month to do that. I think these are the base. These are for bronze. I don't think we, we put in the gold requirements. Even They're Kenny just, can do this. if you scale up it. a little. Um. Yes. It's uh, Bronze is three days, silver is six days, and gold is ten days. And going back to a year to remember, the goal is to get 15 achievements in Game Start 2023. The third one is also up my alley called Bargain Hunter. And that's for earning achievements that have in games that have been on sale in 2023. The target tiers are 5, 10, and 15. So 15 for gold. That's basically like every game. Yeah, this is very easy. How do they track of that? Cheap and easy game. Um, well... Uh, with the database, they have a database. I'm, I'm sure it's a very simple query. It's uh, trueachievements.com, Kenny. Thanks. I meant, like, is there like a <laughs> filter or something that you could easily go find that information? <laughs> um, they find the information or us to find the information for us. I think Kenny's saying, us. How would we, how would we figure uh, it out? Well, you see, us, Kenny, see, like, look, I'm not like, okay, no, one of these I realize There's I'm not the most TA literate, 
there's a link on every target that uh, will show you your valid achievements yeah. or your valid games. Yes. So you can get it that way. Oh, okay. Yes. That makes more sense. Same thing. The same thing that they do for the next thing. It's going to say I'm not the most someone... TA literate, but okay, that works. The next thing. <laughs> oh, wait. There's something else first. No, you can go ahead and say the next thing. We'll go out of order. Sweet. All right. Well, speaking of yelling at Freem, everyone's favorite time of the year, the TA 12 Days of Christmas Challenge is back for 2023. Oh, yeah. You know what? Usually I would have asked him what the first couple of days were, but I, have, I, I forgot. Darn it. I have no news. I have no news. <laughs> for a first time. Yeah, well, I can message him right now. But generally, uh, the first day you'll get uh, one achievement, second day two achievements, etc. And you could either just do them one day at a time, or you can wait till they're all announced, and then you can plan all of them, which is what some people do, because they don't want to uh, waste an easy achievement early that could have been used towards something later. So there's actually different ways to go about this. And you're going to have to uh, participate in this one this year, Kenny. Oh, Just for fun. At least a day one. Okay. Yay. Actually, Freem did post something about it in the 12 Days channel. So we have a TA channel or a TA contest channel that we change uh, based on you know, the event that's going on or about to go on. Uh, so he actually posted a little teaser in the TA contest 12 Days channel on the Discord, and he's basically saying, uh, this year we went with popular 2023 games. Not that it will tip our hand on what actually needs to be accomplished, but if you want to know the games that inspired our list. So each of the 12 days have a game that inspired, I guess, the challenge that's going to go on that day. And then he, he did put them all in spoilers, so you can click on each day individually if you want to see, maybe just the first day. Um, you can click on them after uh, or before if you want. Uh, you can get that information there. Cool. All right. And yeah, he had said they were inspired by each each one of the days is inspired by a different game, and they're all games that came out this year. Oh man, I'm and hoping someone noted. Good. And then I think Starfield was one of them, and then I think it was Echo noted that Starfield was the lowest rated game out of all the twelve games mentioned, which means it was a very good year for games. Yeah, it was. This was a crazy good year for video games. I'm hoping one of them just for the chaos. Is like earn twelve RPG achievements. Ugh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Those are so time consuming. I'm hoping RPG Baldur's Gate. It fits. Yeah. There's no way I'm doing Shin Doctor Challenge difficulty this this year. I'm just gonna just gonna try to get the twelve days and call it good. Uh, but maybe Shin will keep uh, keep up his tradition. But I don't know. I haven't seen him be too active lately, so I'm thinking that might be a thing of the past. I just have to ask if uh, anyone's spoken to him about that. Mental Knight will probably, can probably do it. He's crazy. Uh, last bit of news, uh, Minecraft Legends, if you remember that game, um, gets a huge bump in gamer score. Some would say even it's been doubled. Uh, they have Math. a new update, and they got another 1,000 gamer score, um, which, you know, uh, Minecraft uh, or Dungeons did the same thing, right? They put out more uh, expansions and more gamer score. So it kind of makes sense. It does feel a little bit like the Rattalikas just going up by a thousand, but um, uh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tried the game, but hey, it's on Game Pass. You can get that gamer score for free if you have, you know, paid the subscription to Game Pass. Hey, more title updates is good. It just means more achievements. What's wrong with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just have PTSD from Minecraft Dungeons. 
Oh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our news and topics of discussion and whatnot. So why don't we go ahead and get into the game showcase. Uh, Nate, what game are you bringing? This week, I am talking about Stray Blade. This was a game that was, uh, I guess it came out in April 2023, but it was most recently um, a free game weekend game. Ooh. I'm gonna say last. I'm gonna say last weekend or, or the weekend before. So I downloaded it and said, you know what? I'm gonna try that. I, I had kind of my eye on it uh, when I was checking uh, new games. Uh, so when it first came out, I just kind of looked at it and put a price tracker on it because um, it looked like a fun kind of actiony uh, hack and slash type game. Uh, and so I tried it and I said, you know what? Uh, I've got achievements in it, and it's currently on sale. It's uh, fourteen dollars. Down from 35. So I am good with that. I ended up buying it um, because I hadn't had a good enough time with it. I'm not going to say it's amazing, but uh, it's a good game. Uh, so Stray Blade, you play a character. You can choose a, a man or a woman. You can stylize them a little bit um, at the very beginning of the game. And you're kind of a silent protagonist. You don't really say much. Uh, and you eventually, uh, you kind of... I guess you're in this cave or something, and then something happens, you get knocked out, and then like hundreds of years pass or something like that. Huge amount of time passes. Uh, you wake up, and then you're going out in this world, and everything looks different, um, and there are different factions all around. And so uh, you're just kind of exploring this new, this new old world or new-to-you world um, and trying to figure out what actually happened to you. Uh, you'll eventually, uh, pretty soon on within about the first 20 to 30 minutes, you'll meet a companion. That companion will eventually, uh, allow you to cast magic. They'll, they'll kind of be the way that you use magic spells and things like that. Um, the game says it's an action RPG role playing on TA, but it is basically baby's first, uh, souls like, um, there is. There's very much a linear path through every area. Uh, sometimes little branching paths, but they don't really take you anywhere. They're dead ends or they wrap back around to the main path. Um, and you will be opening up shortcuts. And you, uh, when you die, you drop a bag of gold. You have to go back and pick it up to get the, that experience and that gold. So, you know, very much the Souls like, or Souls Light, I should say. Sorry. The Souls Light uh, mechanics. Uh, and the combat is, uh, it's fun. Uh, it's okay. It's got your traditional dodge or parry. Um, you know, if an enemy is about to attack something that can't be parried, uh, you have to dodge and there's like a red flash or a red glowing before they do it. Um, enemies attack in, uh, you know, one or two different, uh, attack types. So you don't have to, uh, memorize a lot per enemy. The bosses are a little bit different. Uh, they might have multiple attack patterns. Um, and yeah, you'll find some bosses. I think I, in my what, four and a half hours with it, I probably, uh, I want to say two or three bosses I took down. Uh, it might've been mid-level bosses. Maybe I haven't gotten to a, like a full on boss yet or not, but it's a, it's a fun game. Um, you're going to, uh, be picking up different weapons and you get experience by killing enemies with those weapons. As you do that, uh, you'll unlock more attacks or special attacks with those weapons. You'll also be able to enchant them with runes 
that will give them uh, different uh, properties like getting health back um, or, uh, you know, a better chance to block, stuff like that. Um, I didn't get too far into that. I think I unlocked one for uh, one of my weapons, but you very quickly level through those. Um, and there are a lot of different weapon types. You'll, you'll get them from opening chests. You'll get them from killing enemies um, or finding little uh, collectibles. Um, so yeah, it's, it's baby's first soul's light. And, uh, I think it's, you know, it's an enjoyable experience. It, it feels like, um, kind of like a mobile game and the developer or the publisher is 505 games. Mm. So this kind of makes sense. It feels like something that you would have played on a phone at some point. Um, but has been given that full controller, uh, experience to it. It doesn't feel as cheap as a phone game, but it feels like a premier phone game. Kind of like. Uh, what was that one uh, on Apple that you would, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but uh, <laughs> Apple had this really good looking uh, phone game that was really not a whole lot to it. <laughs> it was basically paper, rock, scissors. This one is That's definitely full. Th- on there. Yeah, this one's definitely a full 3D um, uh, environment you can move around in. Like like I said, you can dodge and parry and attack. And it's, it's definitely got more going on for it. Um, I would definitely not pay more than $15 for this game. Um, if it goes on sale for 5 bucks. this is kind of like a no-brainer if you're a fan of the genre or just action games, little action games. Um, yeah, Stray Blade. This game looks cool. Yeah, I was. It's, it's not as cool as I thought it was. It definitely, you know, it definitely had that phone feel to it. Like, oh, this was definitely... Uh, something that was maybe targeted to be able to run on a phone. Maybe it didn't come directly. Maybe it's not a port from a phone, but it's something that could be downgraded and put onto a phone at some point. Mm. That, that probably describes it a little bit better than what I was saying. About I see in a phone. From watching the clips, I can I see what you mean. And I'm looking through the achievement lists. First off, I mean, if you're a completionist, uh, beware. There's an achievement for killing the first enemy. So uh, very easy to get on your tag. Yep. Very, very easy. Um, There's a couple of achievements for completing X thing to 100%. What exactly is that? Uh, Well, I think you're looking at like the skill trees or... um, Complete the convergence to 100%. uh, Okay. Those are areas. So uh, those are like map areas. So it's like getting everything. Number one, uh, finding all the collectibles in an area opening all the chests in an area, getting all the story bits. I think they're like notes that you can pick up as well. Um, and I probably also doing all the shortcuts, unlocking all the shortcuts. Um, a, a lot of times you'll go into an area, uh, maybe, maybe you'll work your way through three different areas, but then you, uh, in that third area, you find, Oh, well look here, here's a vine that I can cause to grow. That'll now go back down into the first area. So that's a shortcut back to the first area. And I can, I can kind of like go between them pretty easily now there's also uh there's some fast travel at some point as well you can travel through the mushroom network uh and i think there are other abilities that i haven't picked up yet that will make travel a little bit a little bit easier um but yeah that that would be for completing an area and they have several of those gotcha yeah i was just looking at the uh overalls on this it's got pretty good ratings in 3.42 rating not a lot of people play. There's like 1,400 people playing only one complete. And so I was wondering if there was like a broken achievement or something. They were just those complete X to 100% just happen to be the uh, 
lowest well, unlocked. It uh, it had more completions before they had um, an, a DLC add-on. So if you have the correct settings, uh, you'll notice. Yeah, makes sense. So if you look, yeah, if you look at the most difficult achievement, it actually has what ten completions um, in the base game. So you know there were ten people that completed it. I don't. And when I actually picked it up for the free play weekend, it had no completions. And the reason for that is because they had the DLC uh, that was added. Okay. So I was thinking the that same thing. Oh no. Yeah, I was like, oh no, this must have like a, you know, a platinum a, a broken achievement or something. Mm-hmm. But no, it was just the fact that they had added DLC recently. Ooh, doesn't look like people like the DLC. It's got a two. Or they don't like the fact that there is DLC, maybe? Well, it's a two from one vote. Yeah, I, I, I realized I just saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, it's just like, oh, one guy didn't like it. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah I'll, I'll fix that. Good guy, though. You should, you should not allow your vote. <laughs> All right, the average is now 1.5. Anyway. There you go. Stray oh, Blade. <laughs> they really Where do need you to come up with these things, Nate? <laughs> huh? I, I, I look at the games that are coming out. Sometimes mm-hmm, I'll look mm-hmm, at the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, Xbox mm-hmm, store. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll look at TA, mm-hmm. and I just, you know, I oh. if I like the cover or whatever, mm-hmm. I'll dig into it. You know, being a, being a host on a podcast, you kind of want to, mm-hmm. you know, pay attention to the oh, new boy. games that come out. Uh, that's just you know, that's just something that I do. So <laughs> you're such a good moose, such a good moose. Yeah, this game looks cool. Uh, once again, I, I know I've said this before, but like I wish I liked these games. Like I start playing them, and I just go eh. But they look cool. They look like they're fun to play. But also, I don't think I want to play a Souls like game. It's it's baby's first. It 100 is baby's first Souls like. You can uh, it has a little bit of accessibility. You can turn the combat like. All the way down, I think I can't remember if they called it story mode or not. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually bumped it down a bit because I didn't like, I didn't like the timing on the parry or something. So I bumped the difficulty down, and I had a lot more fun. That's what's yeah. About. I guess the I guess the free play weekends are not that popular. You would think there would be a bump in players um, playing this, but it doesn't look like I have any friend. I maybe have one or two friends that played it. Yeah, I mean, if I didn't know, if I hadn't already. Uh, seen this thing and put a price price watch on it like i, I probably would have mm-hmm. just skipped it but I, I i pay attention to those from time to time and they pop up well it's also this time of year there's so much to play all the big games are coming out people probably just don't have time for it when it's just like a little no-name game it's just like hmm, why should i play stop playing this when i can play Baldur's skate or the new mario or something Dude, if you play that new game from 505 Games, it's amazing. <laughs> right. That's cool. They really need that Souls-like as a genre at the TA. All right. But, uh, yeah. I'm going to add that. If you don't got anything to add to that, L, uh, why don't we continue um, on? And I, I guess could you could talk about our little gaming session. I can talk started. about something else first real quick. Um, no, I'll let you do that. I was going to talk about a game real quick that I have been playing that... Um, it's a little more in my price range because right. it what was has uh, played for two fifty. <laughs> nope, it was a Games with Gold title. Back was it with played for Matrix's uh, credit card. No, no, no. Games with Gold free, free ninety nine. Games have. with Gold. This was a free game. Yeah, this was another month where I just didn't do much art to dealing. Believe it or not, but this what? one was on there. I know, I know, I know. Uh, it was the free game from January twenty twenty three. So a lot of us probably have this game. And it is Iris Fall. I'm looking. I it looks like Nate has started this game. 
Naturally, yeah. In theory, it would be a neat game, but um, I think it's a little um, obtuse. So it's one of these puzzly games. It reminds me of the game called Contrast. It's basically black and white game, but you're using the shadows to jump on the shadows in the background and do kinds of stuff like that. It's a puzzle, a lot of puzzles. I'll be honest, I went right to a walkthrough. Uh, Cheetah's Guides has a great video walkthrough. He talks throughout the whole thing, so you don't just copy what he does. He'll say, like, push this button three times, then push this button six times. And so if you want to, you can uh, use his guide, or you can pause and then try to figure it out yourself and then use his guide. But the problem is there's a lot of achievements uh, dedicated to figuring out puzzles on your first try. Ooh. So, um, but there is chapter select, so you could always That's go back in. And I'm 99% sure you could also, if you screw up, just hit pause and go to restart checkpoint and, and try again. With that said, there's a lot of uh, quote-unquote missable achievements that are missable that you can't do it in one run necessarily, but there's easy ways to get back to them. Um, because this game was Games with Gold, it's got a very meaty ratio. It's worth almost 1,500 TA for being a one- to two-hour game. So if you need some TAD or uh, TA score, if anyone still cares about that kind of thing, there's it's a certain bad. contest where this might be good for like the first week. Uh, overall, though, I, I thought it was a pretty cool game. There's a lot of uh, cool imagery. It kind of reminds me of like Alice in Wonderland type of thing. I can see it. Yeah. I'm watching a couple of little clips. For starters, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but I can see yeah. Alice in Wonderland. There's a there's a, a story there's there's no dialogue there's no nothing i remember anyway but um so there's achievements for beating all the chapters but then um like i said like most of the other achievements are are for solving the puzzles and a lot of them are for solving them on your first time doing it so yeah this type of list is unfortunately going to get people to use a guide and um you know even if at least if you do the guide hopefully you you enjoy the the game design, the sound is nice, and the graphics are nice, and the animation is very nice. Yeah, it does. So I was bad. playing uh, one thing. Um, yeah, so that's Iris Fall. If you got it for games with gold, play it. Not bad. Uh, one thing that's wrapping up on, on the TA contest docket is uh, we had Lego Month, and... I wanted to play the original Lego game, Bionicle Heroes. I've done the entire game except for the 100% achievement, which is finding all the canisters in each level and getting like uh, a gold score. And I've always defended this game, but oh my gosh, it's a pain to go back to and try to clean up. Eriturek uh, did a never-ending stories bit with Chewie on this game. I mean, it was definitely set the stage for all the all the billions of Lego games that came out. But uh, this month got away from me. I really wanted to complete it this month. It was Lego month, and it showed up on my RTL, and I really wanted to do it. And I just, the month got away from me. Too many cool holidays. Mm -hmm. We should talk more about Thanksgiving. We didn't do enough of that last week. <laughs> yeah, totally, definitely not. Okay, cool. Thanksgiving was awesome. Anyway. It's funny that you mentioned that. I had the exact same problem. Like, I kind of... Because there wasn't that much in Game Pass this back half that I cared about completing, uh, and I actually didn't mm -hmm. even go back to Eastward, which I intended to do, 
Um, mm-hmm. I, just, I wasn't feeling the RPG. Uh, and so I, I was like, RPGs just take a long time. I don't really want to play to a guide to get all the stuff I need uh, to not play it multiple times. So I'm just going to play a Lego game. Uh, that's that's a game that respects my time. Um, oh, yeah. oh, totally. <laughs> so I focused on Lego City Undercover because no one else uh, was talking about doing that one. I was like, you know, I've had that for a long time. Always wanted to play it to see what it's like. And uh, yeah, that's been taking up a lot of my time this month. And uh, I, I don't think I'm going to complete it tonight or tomorrow. Um, but I have completed all the levels. I've completed all the stuff in all the levels. Everything I have to do now is um, stuff that's out in the world. So the, the hub world, uh, getting all those various challenges done and, and all that fun stuff. And there's a lot. <laughs> this game has a lot of cleanup. So, what, what Lego game? Lego City Undercover. It is, to my no knowledge, that is. to my knowledge uh, of these types of games, this is the only one that's not like a licensed property. This was just like ah. a, a story that they came up with, uh, their own story. And it's it's funny and it's it's good. It's a, I mean, it's a good Lego game. It's just there's a lot to do in it. Is it like Lego GTA? Because it sounds like Lego GTA. Well, I mean, you play as a cop and you're undercover, so uh, you uh, swap Lego between all these LA different. More. Yeah, you swap between a bunch of different jobs. So, like cop, fireman, robber, uh, miner. Sounds good. All those Sounds sorts good. Of things, and they all have different abilities. You know, that's how you get. You know, oh, the miner can use dynamite, so he can blow up shiny things, and you know, just like all the other Lego games. Uh, but rather than being like a Jedi or you know an X Man. Uh, you're, you're just, uh, <laughs> I guess a blue collar guy, uh, and you're going doing blue collar things. So what a pitch. Well, hopefully you read Nate's mind and bought this game because by the time you hear this, uh, it will be off of its, uh, $5 and 99 cent sale that it's currently on. As oh, we no. record this. Man, it's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of game for the buck. I'll give it that. Normally $30 game. Yep. Wow. So it's six bucks. But Lego games go on sale pretty often. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the lowest price it it has ever been. Looking at the price history, uh, yeah, it's every couple months. It's like every two months this thing goes on sale. May, not June, but definitely July. Yeah, just give it two months (laughs) if you haven't. uh, Oh. If you want to play it, it goes off sale. It'll be back on sale. Most of the Lego games will be on sale for Christmas. Okay, it's been five ninety nine for in August, like you said, and uh, yeah, okay. Oh, one other news tidbit. Um, since the month was coming to an end, I asked for a reveal on one of my RTDL achievements because you could do that once you get uh, ten achievements. And I asked for my Killer Instinct achievement to be revealed since those are very hard to na- narrow down in Scavenger. And I went to boot up the game, and there's a forty-five gig uh, upgrade. Whoa! Yeah, so this was cool. Like. A lot of times they say updating, but this one said this game's uh, going to be upgraded right now, and so it did. And it looks like it is anniversary edition. And I couldn't find the update log, but one of the commenters said that there's a U symbol on the characters, which are, are ultimate moves, and there's a lot of balance changes as well. So I wonder if this helped was helps with any achievements. <laughs> Let's Didn't be honest, it probably hurts. Well, at this point, the game's 10 years old. But there's definitely different color schemes, character select screen, 
definitely some aesthetic changes, but nothing. I just booted up the game, so I'm curious to, after we're done recording here, I'm going to play and knock out this RTDL achievement. 30 fight challenges with idle. Nice, meaty, four or five ratio achievement. Only 35, that's not that much. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to December, 12 days of Christmas. Actual Christmas is always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get podcasted with Game Pass News, which you would have thought we would have had for December by now, but nope. It's Microsoft. Right. Well, anyway. Oh, another news bit that happened. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 20th Anniversary Edition was announced, and then it accidentally came out for some people with uh, Ubisoft Plus, and then they took it away saying, whoops, this was an early build. This is not the right thing. <laughs> so that was a weird thing that happened. And um, the achievement list is out, though. So I had said a few weeks ago when I talked about Beyond Good and Evil HD that it would have been a better game with, with the better achievement list. And it looks like I'm going to get my wish because it's instead of the 12 achievements for the XBLA version, there's 34 achievements. So it's a little more more to do. And you can expect that in 2024, apparently. Yes, early, which early is uh, not that far off at this point. Yeah, not that far. But one thing I noticed in the achievement list is something that will uh, piss some people off. There's a speed run mode, uh, but gross. the achievement is for completing completing your first run in speed run mode. So it doesn't say you have to do well necessarily. So I wonder what that actually means. Complete your first run in speed run mode. So I mean that's kind of pretentious too, assuming that you're going to do more than one. So yeah. <laughs> So you might do two playthroughs, so I don't know. Like, if there's a regular mode and a speedrun mode. Yeah, maybe there's like a new game plus, yeah. I assume that's a good, I don't know. Will it be unlocked from the start? We don't know. can't remember if there was backtracking. But, Um, I mean, they'll they'll do that in, like, a Metroidvania. You'll get new game plus. There was a point of no return. Yeah. But there was multiple save slots to help with that stuff. But uh, there was also. Very interesting. Do you remember what happened at the end of the game? Like, the the final boss fight? Do you remember the final boss fight? Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you remember about it? <laughs> okay, good. Apparently uh, nothing. What made the boss fight difficult is that uh, they would hit you with like a confusion spell oh, yes, or yes, confusion yes. bomb or something, and your controls would be reversed. Your controls, yep. mm-hmm. So I was thinking, yep. Oof. would that work today with everyone having the Elite V2 and multiple profiles? Like you could have one profile for regular and one... <laughs> And then another one for That's like reverse such controls. A good idea. So when you get hit with it, you can just very quickly switch to your second profile. I am one hundred percent doing that. Uh, I would never even think to do that. That's pretty. That's clever. such I, a good idea. I am one hundred percent going to try that. I might even go back and do that because I haven't finished the XBLA version. So that's funny. That's pretty funny. That, yeah, that's the least of your of your troubles of that game, though. <laughs> Most people are just turned off by the the datedness of the game. Sure. Anyway. So sorry to keep coming up with stuff. <laughs> yeah, say, stop, week. stop it. Let's <laughs> okay. go on. And class dismissed. Hey, class dismissed. Class back in session. Oh, I have no idea. What was I talking about? Oh, yes. So, like L alluded to a little bit ago about a game that we've been playing. Uh, oh, yeah. on our Thursday night groups. The past couple weeks, months, however long it's been, we have been slowly making our way through Gears of War 3. 
our Thursday night group being myself, L, Michelle, and Prue. And last Thursday, we have finally successfully completed the game on insane difficulty, which that's the reason why it was taking so long. If we were just going through casual, it would have been much, much faster. But we went through and completed on insane. Um, this game is great. I mean, it's Gears of War 3. I'm sure I'm, there's not too much I can go into about it. Every, um, everyone knows about it. I guess one of the biggest troubles that we had is just how um, BS the final boss is. And it's not like one of those situations where it's just get good. It's actually just bad game design. And we had so much trouble on it to the point where... So actually, Ellen, Michelle, you guys already completed the game on Insane. You had the achievement. Pru and I have not had the achievements. You guys were more or less helping us. And it got to the point where after, God, how many how many hours was it? Was it two or three hours of trying to just beat a, beat our heads against the wall, trying to trying to beat it? We actually wound up just giving up because we were doing it in arcade mode. We wound up giving up doing it in arcade mode. Pro and I switched to casual, or we kept it on you know, on insane. You guys switched to casual, and, and then that, that's how we wound up beating the game, just so we can get those achievements. Just so, just how ungodly difficult that is. I know Michelle has. Have you beaten that? Have you gotten the Onyx Medal and beaten that in arcade on insane? Yes, I yes we persevered. 10 years ago, whatever it was, and, and got it done. And I'm sure if it wasn't, uh, I think it was like one thirty in the morning at that point, <laughs> I'm sure we could have eventually figured it out. But oh, no, it was like 2 a.m. Pru was getting so mad. <laughs> it was so funny. Angry Pru was just funny, Pru. Yeah, it was actually, it was getting, we started around 10, 1030, something, somewhere in there. And it was getting to be like 2 a.m. Because I remember like, oh, yeah, I'll just push through this. I'll do it even though I had work in the morning and the three of you didn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. We played on Thanksgiving night unexpectedly. Yeah. Yeah, that was very rare. That typically doesn't happen. I usually aren't able to do that. But, yeah, uh, it was fun being able to complete that. I'm very glad that we were able to. I was You guys also wound up helping me get one or two of the uh, unlock, um, one of the collectibles that I, that I wound up missing out on. So it's like when we were finally set and done, I, I had, like, seven or eight achievements that wound up popping for me because I never compl- I never played it in co-op. I never played it on anything but casual. I'm pretty sure I played it through on casual my first time. I, I doubt I played on anything higher than that. So it's like being completely in four-player co-op on Insane, just one achievement after another started popping. So it was a really good day. Plus, man, I'll get all the collectibles. And now, I think... I don't know what the plan is for us. I know you keep talking about you want to do a uh, beast mode. I have no idea what this is. It sounds like a horde mode type thing. It was maybe the first horde mode that I remember. No, be- it's a uh, horde mode is horde mode. Beast mode is um, you get to play as the bad guys in the game. Ooh. Um, so I don't want to tell you too much, but it's a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah, maybe I do remember that. I-, I do remember Gears being the first game that introduced horde mode. Horde mode was Gears 2. It was Gears 2? Okay. Gears yeah. 3 had the horde mode with the fortifications. Yeah. Where in between each round, you had to... You could build up your defenses more. Yeah. We've played so that I like in to do that, 4. That, I like to do that, too. Yeah, I know you have... 
assuming you still want to try to get seriously 3.0. I know you have quite a bit of work. Michelle's nearly there. I think she said she was I like mean, 94% of the way there or something like that. No, it's, there's a reason that not many people have this achievement. It's just crazy. Yeah. It would take a lot of dedication and a lot of time. But if playing once a week would not cut it. No. You got to play a couple times and there needs to be homework and whatnot. Yeah, we'll do some Beast. We'll do some Horde and probably move on. But uh, that's fine. I'm down for it. Greek King. I, I love playing Gears. I wish uh, I wish I would have gotten into it sooner. That way, when like all these games are coming out, I could have been a part of the hype and excited for the net, for all these games. Because I love these games. They're, they're so much fun. I'm so glad I, I went through and started playing them. Well, yeah. when it came out in 2011, you weren't old enough to play it yet, so. Yeah, something like that. Makes, makes sense. Someone would have gone to jail for selling you the game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mommy, can I change son? No. Foo-foo. <laughs> yeah, that's really it. <laughs> that's no Kenny Poof. <laughs> that's how your parents talk to you. <laughs> Little bunny Foo-foo, go to your room. Well, now I'm very excited for 6. I can't wait for 6. I hope we get some oh, sort gosh. of announcement at like, the Game Awards or something. Getting ahead of yourself here. Hey, not beaten five. You know, getting ahead of yourself here. There was a news item somewhere to to go back on that news item train. Um, sure, why? Not? I did see something somewhere that oh, said said you uh, there will be some sort of special announcement at the Game Awards uh, for Xbox. So who knows what that means? Marcus Phoenix complete collection. But the, yeah, there could be there could be an announcement. That's the seventh is when that is going to happen. December seventh, coming out quick. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. I love the Game Awards. They're so much fun. All right. But yeah, that'll do it for us for the game showcase. Um, We got some stuff on sale. So, Goosh, what do you want to recommend? Well, now I'm researching that announcement. Um, Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> My bad. I should have talked longer. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's cool. No one wants to hear about it. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll discover yeah, no what happens. We'll watch it together. Um, so my sales for this week are Assault on Metaltron, Metaltron, that's $1 down from seven. This is a strategy tower defense, uh, 15 to 20 hours. Um, it doesn't have the best rating. I think it has a 2.6 rating, a star yeah. rating, uh, but it is $1. So take a look and maybe, uh, maybe throw your buck that way. Next up, Aspire in his tail, $3.24. Down from 13, this is a puzzle platformer, four to five hour completion with a 3.5 star uh, rating from 25. Come on, people, rate games. Uh, the, and the art style reminds me of Gris. Uh, it doesn't look like there's any combat. It does look like it's mostly exploration and environmental puzzles, pushing blocks into different areas so you can jump on them to reach other things or block other things. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Um, next up, a game that I jumped into today just so I could talk about it because I, I did purchase it earlier. It's Space Otter Charlie. <laughs> it's $6.74, down from 15 This is an action game. Uh, it looks like it has a five to six hour completion estimate. It's got four star rating from 15 Otter Lovers. Um, this game is fun. I, I, I like this. I recommend this one. Um, you are a little otter, you are uh, traveling around uh, in ships, uh, so, so basically the Earth becomes unsustainable for otter life, and they, they figure out how to make ships, spaceships, and then they finally get out in the uh, outer space, and they start salvaging. So um, you are kind of like salvaging in different uh, spaceships, and you're in zero gravity, so you're kind of like pushing off, and you will continue in a straight line until you hit a wall. 
Uh, you get a little booster pack, so you can kind of eventually, uh, very early on, you can start changing your trajectory. You pick up a gun, you start blowing things up, you start uh, solving puzzles and uh, collecting things. And I'm, this is a great game. I, I'm looking forward to this. I might talk about this later. I don't know. Uh, next up, Blind Fate. <laughs> Blind Fate, Ido no Yami. Uh, you know, <clears throat> as they say, it's $10 down from 25 This is a platformer hack and slash game. It has 208 starters. So this is a, you know, possibly a, a gem in the rough. Uh, it has a 3.75 star rating uh, from four mm. people. Uh, this, in watching trailers and screenshots, this looks like something I would have a lot of fun with. I love my, uh, you know, side-scrolling hack and slash. Uh, and, and this looks like Trek to Yomi, but in color and with robots. Uh, so I'm all down for that. Um, I picked this one up on sale at one point in time, but $10 down from 25 sounds good to me. Uh, I'd like to play this and talk about it at some point. So we'll see in the future. All right. Uh, Al, what games would you like to recommend? All right. Did you pass this one off to me? Uh, yes, that's what uh, that means. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah, I noticed that Bard's Gold is 99 cents. Bard's Gold, of course, a favorite of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but there was a period of time where everyone was playing that game. I don't remember why. So it was after uh, Tesla Glad. <laughs> but it was uh, came out in 2016, and it's basically, I always want to say it's a, a baby's first roguelite, but then genre just has platformer, which I think is off. It definitely is. I remember like the rooms changing and stuff like that. Maybe I'm crazy. No, I'm so pretty sure we I had know. this discussion in the Zed days. Was it the Zed days or yeah. was it us? Well, it was May 2018. I think that was right when we were getting started. May 2018. Somewhere, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, just after Zed before us. So we started June yeah. 2018. Oh, so we probably talked so, about this game way early on, like level one or two. Yeah. Ooh, Get Bard's Gold. Fun. It's fun. It's a fun game. Good music. I Bad haircut. Yeah. And then Nate's favorite East Asia soft game, Wife Quest, is on sale for $4. What? Oh, yeah. And as I mentioned the other week, uh, Kronos plays every game with the word quest in it. So this one is really got that so much. This one's definitely <laughs> a game. Uh, Book Quest, Wife Quest, Elliot Quest, you know, good games. Quest, there's so many. What's up with this game, Nate? I actually haven't played this one, and you have. Uh, it is. Uh, Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I really, I'm, I'm going to play it. Adding to my game collection. I would recommend you play it uh, by yourself uh, before you let your kids see you play it. Just, just you, oh, you know, make that decision. So make that decision on whether or not you want them to uh, uh, be tainted by this oh. game. <laughs> yeah. Or they masticate their next meal. Stop it. <laughs> Oh, that was pre-show talk. Oops. Yeah, that was pre-show talk. Yeah, <laughs> pre-show throwback. Pre-show throwback. All right. <laughs> well, if that because no one's going to understand that, uh, we have some That's Game okay. Pass That's news. Okay. We do. <laughs> All these games are out right now for your pleasure. Uh, oh. First game is Roller Dome. After that is uh, Minecraft Legends. That we got, like we talked about before. It has an update, so now it's two K Gamer Score. Um, and then Steam World Build, you know, all that is available now. And uh, we've talked about all those before in previous weeks, but dropping today as of recording 
We have Remnant from the Ashes is back on Game Pass. It was there, went away for whatever reason. Now it's back. And Remnant 2 has also been added to Game Pass and available now to play. Remnant 1, uh, I remember Nate telling me about this a couple weeks ago or whatever that I should check it out. I might like it. It's like a third-person shooter, roguelite, role-playing game. It's got all kinds of tags, too. It's got all the tags. And Remnant 2 looks like the same thing, but not roguelite. So that dropped for reasons. So probably people just haven't tagged it as that yet. Uh, I would assume that they didn't switch the formula up too much, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? It probably will want to get in the same tags. At least I hope so. Yeah, all those games are available now. And more likely than not, there will be some more games that we missed out on because we got podcasted. So next week should be good. All right. Well, with that, let's get into a brag camp. And I'll start off with some completions. That being Night Wolf has has completed 550 games. Jay's Art 43, 750 games. A woo. I am not going to try to sing that right now. 850 games. Mad iPad Eye has completed 1,050 games. And Igneo Montoya has completed 1,650 games. In streaks, got her best. Oh, no, we're not going to. We're, we're going to circle back to that. Uh, I normally put a space here and circle back to this. Uh, Kronos currently has a 150-day achievement win streak, as does Chris Bud 20. Uh, Sincere Seeker 6 with 1,350 days, and Elroy OMJ with 2,300 days. And I know you love that guy. Uh, <laughs> celebrating their annual win streaks is Scatterbase eh? with two years, and Dinoman 87 with three years. Wow. wow. And uh, I'll do gamer score now. Uh, Xlax yeah. Jester, also known as LA Jester, with 550,000. Uh, Septic Earl with 1 million and 300,000. Uh, Magic Monkey with 2,100,000. And Thrash Forever, yikes, with 2,700,000. Crazy. Amateur. Last generator's number one in max possible completion percentage leader for Windows shoot 'em ups. So, what's that like? Bullet Beat? Um, yeah. Dark Lord Dinable Davis is second in Kentucky. Gamer score leaderboard for arcade racing. That's kind of cool. Nice. Fuath is in the top 2,000 of TA leaderboard for racing. GT3 Ocean fans in the top 100 of the Georgia TA leaderboard for Xbox 360 Metroidvania. Oh, is he playing again? That would be awesome. Hopefully he comes back to the Discord sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Scatavasi is top 200 completed games leaderboard for Xbox Game Pass. And number one in Pennsylvania Achievements 1 leaderboard for Simulation. Nice. Good job. No one likes those type of games. Totally. Unless it's Zoo Tycoon. That's pretty fun. Ugh. That's the bad Zoo Tycoon. It's not the OG one. Oh, But you pick up poop. All right. Well, that will do it for us this week. Thank you all for listening. As always, you can go down into the doc that we have in the show notes. And it has all the links to all of our socials, our Discord patreon and whatnot uh thank you very much to everyone that does support us on patreon we greatly appreciate you and what's next week Kenny? i i was just about to say that 
And next week, Tuesday. being the first oh. Tuesday of the week, <laughs> being the first show of the month, we will be doing a live show. So be sure Woo. to come check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash AH101. Give us a follow there. If you sub to us, use that free Amazon Prime sub. You can be entered into a ducky race. But uh, yeah, you come check us out. We'll probably wind up playing a game beforehand. Do the podcast after. It'll be a good old time. But with that, thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. See you all next week. Bye-bye. Good job making it through, Kenny. Good night. Good night.